I'm Sophia Bernardi, mindset and business coach supporting ambitious new and rising coaches to master their mindset, create an aligned and profitable strategy, and grow a six-figure business using the rising coach method. I built a multi six-figure business by the age of 24, and in this podcast, I will teach you the psychology, strategy, and energetics to do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to Rising Coaches with Sophia Bernardi. I am so excited because today's episode, I am interviewing some incredible women in business, interviewing them all so that you can learn not just from myself, but also many women in business. All of these women have six and seven figure businesses in the coaching industry. They are incredible at what they do. I have the absolute honor of working very closely with all of these women. And so I know that they are all running thriving, sustainable, enjoyable, and profitable businesses, businesses that don't take away from their private life. And in fact, it really, their business just allows them and supports them to really live their life. They are kind, they are, you know, just wonderful, incredible human beings. And in this episode, you're going to learn from all of them, myself included. My intention behind this episode is to educate, inspire, and empower new business owners to really show you what it actually takes to grow a business. And we're not just going to be covering mindset today. We're going to be covering strategy and energy as well as I truly believe that it takes all three uh, in order to, to create a sustainable and profitable coaching business. So if you are a service provider, uh, you run an online business, or even a business in general, you are going to get so much out of this episode. And I would love to hear your biggest takeaway at the end. So after this episode, please come DM me on Instagram. I'm at Sophia Rose Bernardi. And I would love to hear your biggest takeaways because I don't know about you, but I uh, have learned so much just from interviewing these incredible guests. So I can only imagine what everyone else is going to learn as well. So you're really going to be learning, you know, a lot of the top things that have, you know, contributed to everyone's success in business. You're also going to be hearing about experiences of mindset challenges and fears and how people have overcome them and navigated them. And, you know, all of those sorts of things are included in this episode. So grab a cup of tea. It's a bit of a long one, but it's going to be so worth it. And I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks. Enjoy. I'm so excited about this. So let's kick it off with Niv. So I'm going to go around and ask everyone. So if you were to go back and start your business again, what's the three things you do to kick it off and get it built up as quickly as possible? Niv, I'll start with you if you just want to intro yourself and then yeah, share us your takeaways. Amazing. So my name's Nivek. I run a business called The Virtual Chapter. We're an online virtual support agency. So we have virtual assistants and online business managers and we work with coaches and creatives and online consultants with all of the back end behind the scenes of business, which is something I so deeply love. Alongside that, I also work as a coach as well. So it's very much felt like the culmination of all my skill sets have come into this business. So if I was to go back to when I started, I certainly never envisaged this particular journey for myself. But I think the number one thing I would recommend is investing in support is I know for me, I didn't work one-to-one with a coach for the first three years of my business. And that was the moment things really started to shift. I was taking courses. I was doing the programs. I was sort of following those shiny objects. And I know that 
I, can, I mean, I can see it. I can map it so clearly back that getting that type of support, that accountability was a game changer for me in business. So I, I cannot recommend bringing in support as early as possible is just one of the best things you'll ever do for your business. Alongside that, I think also finding your community because it's hard starting a business. It can feel really lonely. It can feel like the people in your world don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. So finding people who are on a similar pathway, who can relate to that journey, who can celebrate your wins with you, who can commiserate over how hard some things can be is so helpful to feeling like you're not doing it alone. You don't have to figure it all out by yourself. You're not doing something that's never been done before. You're doing something that, you know, other people have experienced similar, if not the same challenges and and they're there to support you. So I think that's really important. And the third thing for me, I think would be consistency. Like I said before, I was very much in those early stages, like shiny object. Everything was fun. Everything was appealing everything sounded like it had potential to work, to be a game changer. And certainly if you're online, there's a million people selling you all of these different ways to grow your business and all of these different things to do, but anchoring into like, what is your thing? What is the way you're going to build your business and sticking consistently with that is the fastest path to growth. I love that so much. I can relate with all of those things. Taryn, do you want to share a little bit about you and um, the three things that you'd go and do again if you were to start your business from scratch? Sure. So I'm Taryn. My business is The Social Bolt um, and I'm a business coach um, for magical humans and I support them to really embrace you know, their own unique blend of magic um, to build a business that feels good for them and that makes them money. The three things that I would do is the first thing is to get a coach. Um, I actually had a coach before I had, well, I had one client when I started. It was my first thing on my to-do list was to get a business coach. So I can definitely speak to the power of having that support from day one to get you started on the right path from day one. Um, the other thing would be to really focus on, um, you know, building that community um, and to do that through content. So being visible online and sharing your content consistently to build up those connections and that community. Um, and I would say as well, just having that offer, one offer, um, stick to that and then show up market and sell that consistently so the thing there is you know doing these things focusing on that one thing and doing it consistently again and again um so I'm pretty like happy that I did I actually did those three things and I can definitely speak to you know the results that happen when you do those that's amazing. And I think that's something that really, you know, you're really in alignment with what you preach. You practice that yourself. You've had the same coach the whole time and continue to invest in yourself. And it's no wonder you've created those kinds of results for yourself. Uh, Ellie, what would you go back and do if you were to start your business again? Well, this is so fun. I feel like this is just the best thing ever getting to do this podcast episode in a room with some of my favorite, favorite humans. So thank you for, for making this happen for us. So it's so good. I'm Ellie. So I'm a business mentor. I work with 
incredible uh, humans, incredible, incredible humans to help them build profitable, sustainable, abundant online businesses. I have built to built up a business over the last four years. We've just done our first seven-figure cashier. Um, I teach something called the Swift Marketing Method, which is the belief that mindset, marketing, and strategy are the trifecta of things that you really need to understand and focus on to build an incredible business. Um, and look, I'm going to sing from the same songbook first and foremost and say, get a coach, you know, but just to extend on that, get somebody that you want to work with longer term who has a really broad range of skills. You know, when I look around the screen at all of you, something that I know that you've all done really, really well is you've focused on having a really, uh, broad understanding of all the ways that you can support your clients. And I think that really specific specialisms are amazing for different stages of business. But if you start by working with somebody who understands you at that broader level, they're going to be able to see you through different seasons, which is just so, so key. The second thing I'd say is if I could go back and this is something that I would actually do differently myself. And I reckon would have catapulted me faster is I would have not second guessed every decision that I was making. And I would have backed Mm. myself more, you know, I spent so much time swirling in indecision and do I do this? Do I do this lead magnet or this lead magnet? It doesn't fucking matter. Like those things don't matter. Right. You know, um, we all need to now put a swear warning on this. Sorry, everyone, (laughs) for the fact that this is all now a swear warning. Um, But, you know, like there's so many little things that we make, we think are really big things. And ultimately the big things are creating your offer, sharing your offer, getting yourself in front of the right people, allowing yourself to muck up again and again and again and going again and again and again. Um, And the third thing that I would recommend is putting yourself out there and really focusing on your marketing strategy, get yourself in front of people. I remember the first time I showed up live on video and I had sweaty armpits. Like I could see the sweat on my armpits, real sexy stuff. And I could see that I was so nervous and I hired Red to Crowd. I had a bunch of people show up on my first live. Tyron, were you there for, no, wait, that was, that was, definitely before you came into my world. I was like, why do I feel like Tyron's there? It's because you've been here in my world for so long um, in the best way. Um, but I hired rent a crowd and I showed up and I did my live and, you know, I just had my friends there and it was wonderful. And then, you know, the next live, a potential client came and then the next live, a couple came and that's how I built my business. So there's so many things, but those would be the, the top three. I love that so much. And I totally agree with what you said. Like, it doesn't matter. Like just take that messy, uncomfortable, consistent action and it will evolve and improve over time. And I think that's something everyone here is, is really, really good at. And I think that's why we are where we are because we've been willing to just give things a go instead of perfecting things before we take any form of action. Right. hundred percent. Amazing. Sass, I'd love for you to share a little bit about you and what you would do if you were to start again. Yeah, I have the uncomfortable position of going last and possibly repeating what folks have said. Um, I'm Sass Petherick. I'm the founder of Self-Belief School and the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. So I'm a kind of OG coach, which I just learned 
means old guy, right? Not original gangster. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I've been around the coaching coaching world for a really long time, for over a decade now, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really committed to this work. Like, I know this is going to be the work I do when I retire. So I'm, I guess, what I'm suggesting to folks is what I teach in my world and what I try to live by is to really be willing to devote yourself to this work to your business like Mm. don't be afraid to go all in I think for a while there I was a bit like hmm coaching that's a bit cheesy like even though I knew this work had possibly saved my life Mm. I still found it a little bit um yeah, it, it was like I didn't expect people to understand what this work was and that made me hesitate to own it and to own the power of it. But I think being willing to commit to it, to devote yourself to it and in all of its glory, because you're going to come across people that you think, wow, is that what I do? Are we the same? And I think being willing to commit to something is really brave. I think it is going to invite you to show up really consistently it's going to mean that all your self-doubt comes up um, in which case give me a call because that's totally normal I think running our own business particularly when we're doing this very complex work of supporting people uh, it's a full house of of psychological risk which is what our self-doubt's trying to help us to um, to avoid so that willingness to commit and I think the other thing is the willingness to experiment right, Mm. to just try shit out and see what sticks. When we first come out of our training, we're kind of a bit wide-eyed and we don't really know how we're going to make this work our own. And I think just don't get fancy right at the start. Just help people and Mm. see what feels good to you. Play, experiment, try some stuff out. And along the way, you're probably going to have a lot of... um, a lot of moments of feeling a bit lonely, feeling a bit lost, feeling a bit unsure, that's also incredibly normal. And I think, you know, finding your people would be my third recommendation. I think having support has made so much difference to me to being able to see the wider perspective of why I'm here to do what I do. Um, So getting a coach, as everyone has said, I think that also allows you to see what good looks like because you're probably going to choose someone who's a bit further ahead of you on the path so it means that you're going to have this beautiful experience of receiving coaching which means you're so much better equipped to support your own clients and find coaching pals find your business pals find the folks that you know bring you down to earth and you can laugh at the same aspirational quote machines that come out of the socials you know, find the people that, you know, have the same values as you around this work, who can have a bit of a sense of humor about it. That's going to help you to feel really resourced when it is tricky and it is, you don't really know the answer yet. Um, Having those people there has made such a difference to me. So yeah, so just to recap, commitment, experiment, find your people. I love that so much. And thank you for sharing that because I think everything overall that you just said really just normalizes people's biggest fears and experiences when they first start out. So I think it's really powerful you said that. And I'm so happy for this podcast episode to be quite repetitive because it kind of shows the power and everything we're all talking about. So I love that we all overlapped each other so much just then. And I was about to just forget about myself, but I should probably yeah, put my own two cents in. Yeah. 
I'm the creator of the Rising Coach Method, and I support new and rising coaches to create, build, and grow their business all the way to six figures. And it's something I'm extremely passionate about. And I suppose it came about through uh, finding the coaching space through my own personal development journey and then realizing the power of it and wanting to pass it on to as many other people. And it slowly evolved into business coaching. And it's through all of the investments I've really made. So I guess that's point number one is invest in yourself. That's the the fastest way to create any form of success is to learn from people that are where you want to be and align with you, that proximity, um, the commitment, the accountability, all of that combined is just so, so powerful. But it's through all of those investments that I came up with the Rising Coach Method because it's essentially the three core pillars that I believe are required to create aligned, scalable results in your business specifically. So definitely finding the right support, like not just the courses and the stuff that like, you know, you you feel like you deserve, but like actually go to the containers that you want to be in instead, instead of, you know, settling for, for anything less because of the fear, right? I think just going into that mentorship where you're going to be supported the whole way. And like Ellie said, like across like a variety of different ways, right? So you're fully supported. So that's why I, I really like to support my clients with strategy and mindset and energetics, because I really think all three are required. So I would say definitely investing in that aligned, consistent mentorship, high level mentorship. And then number two is just fear is such a real thing, not only throughout your entire business journey, and I'm sure we'll speak about that in a second, but definitely in the beginning, there is just continuous fear and doubt that is creeping in all the time to kind of keep you exactly where you are and and stay really small. And if I could go back and start again, I would love to just tell myself like, this isn't going anywhere. So just embrace it, love it, and just go all in despite the fear. I think when I first started, I thought that I was the only one that experienced that fear and and that was wrong. And that's what stopped me from showing up. But now that I know better, um, I just take action even when there is fear. And then the third thing is just the power of um, just reminding myself that I actually know enough. And so what, like blocking out any noise, like just, I have what I need and just to stay on that path. It's actually the consistency of following one strategy that feels good for you is so powerful. I think I wasted a lot of time thinking there was some shiny magical secret that when I heard it, everything would change when really the thing that's actually worked is finding one approach, a simple approach and just following that consistently and then focusing on refining that instead of um, constantly chasing all of these things and never really moving forwards. That's what I would share. <laughs> um, all righty. So let's go back around. So Niv, um, do you still experience mindset challenges and fear? Like how has this Fuck changed? Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> how has this changed as like, as your business has grown? Cause you've created a lot of success. So I'd love to see how that's evolved and yeah, if it's present. Yeah, I think it's, you know, you spoke about this just before. The fear is always going to be present. It just looks different each time. It comes up in different ways. We were literally just on a call together, all talking about like what is coming up for us now. And sometimes we have to take that dose of our own medicine of like, I know how to move through this, but Mm. it's still coming up for me again. And that's, again, why support is so important in all of this is to have somebody that you can go, this is what I'm feeling and have them reflect back to you. Is it true? 
Is it helpful? Is it accurate? Is it serving you? So yes, they still come up. I think the difference now, and Sophie just said this so well, is almost feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. Whereas when I was new in business, it was feel the fear and don't do it. This is uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. This feels too challenging. I'm going to find the easy way. You know, instead of showing up live on social media, I would tinker for hours in Canva playing with a graphic that at the end of the day didn't move the needle in business, (gasps) but it was easy. It was safe. It was known. Whereas Mm. now, I feel the fear and I'm still going to show up. I feel the fear. I'll still get on a video. I'll feel the fear. I'll still get on a discovery call. I'll feel the fear. I'll still do the difficult thing in business because it's never going to go away. And I think hoping for it or waiting for the day that it's going to go away is going to keep you stuck. Yeah. I love that so much. And I relate to it a hundred percent. I have a feeling all of us will, but I'll ask everyone anyways, Taryn, do you experience mindset challenges and fear still? And how's that evolved over time? A hundred percent. I still do. Um, I think you'd probably have to be a robot not to experience them. And um, I think it's easy to look online and see, you know, that curated space and think that everyone's life is, you know, sunshine, rainbows and puppy dogs, but it's not that like that a hundred percent of the time. And I mean, Tara, your world is kind of puppy dogs all the time. (laughs) It is. This is true. (laughs) But you know, we can literally see him. (laughs) (laughs) He's right here. (laughs) Yeah. He's just adds a little bit of touch there as well. Um, Yeah. So I think it's easy to think that that's what it looks like, but most of the time it doesn't. Um, And, you know, the reason that I did get a business coach from day one was because I knew that mindset would be the, biggest challenge for me I knew that there was the potential for me to you know get scared and and kind of just quit quit what I'm doing and go back and find a job or do you know something like that so for me that's why I invested in support from day one Um, and really just remembering that it's every time you are going to that next level you're going to have those fears because if you think about it you're going to a new level that you don't, you've never experienced. So you're going to a new, you're going to be a new person. You're going to experience things differently. So of course, those fears are going to show up at all points. Um, And for me as well, like I'm an introvert as well. And so the online space is not my idea of a good time all the time. So I think for me, I have that as well about, oh, I don't want to show up because I don't want to. Um, but knowing that you have that support and you're working on your mindset so that you can continue to do that and build your business. So yeah, definitely always have those uh, mindset challenges and those fears. And I, I think the day that I don't have them, well, I just don't think there'll be a day where I I don't have them, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you for sharing that. I think that's, um, yeah, normalizes everyone's experience so much. How about you, Ellie? 100% 100% is is the quick the quickie answer. The slightly longer version is, I mean, you all hear me talk about all the time, like the concept of new level, same devil. And so I really want to speak to that, which is essentially that, you know, when you're in business, what I see so often is we reach a new level, whether it's, you know, your first sale that you've made or your first 10K months or you know, what insert other milestone here. And what tends to happen is 
we reach that particular level of our business. And again, it could be when you're just starting out and we experience all of these challenges that of course they're going to come up because we've never been in that reality before. So for example, you sell your first course and you get the mindset challenge of, oh my gosh, I've sold one, but like, as if I'm going to be able to do that again, or you make your first 10K month and then you go as if this is possible for me, how am I going to do another 10K month? And so at every new level, we start telling ourselves new stories you know, ultimately it's when you reach that new level, it's a whole new reality for yourself. And so that does not matter whether you're just starting out or you're five years into your business. It's always going to look like a new level. But what I find, and this is the same devil part of this, is that for the majority of my clients, I would say 99% of the time when navigating a mindset challenge and Feel, feel free to, to fight me on this if any of you disagree or we've had experiences where this is not the case. But what I find is that we, we experience this new level, but actually the thing that's coming up for us underneath it all, the mindset challenge is some version of something we've navigated before because usually our mindset stuff looks exactly the same, but it's just packaged differently at each level. So for example, it might be for you that, underpinning everything is that you have a whole bunch of stuff around self-worth and at every level there's a worthiness piece that comes up for you am I worthy of this new level or it might be that at each new level you've got this control thing this fear of losing it all that comes up and you have to have it navigate the next version of that and so what I think is so cool to know. And, and for anyone that's listening, that's like, oh, so what you're saying is it never gets easier. Let's just like speak to that piece for a moment. It does get easier in some ways because like everything in life, you get better and more resilient at moving through the experience. So for example, my, you know, something goes wrong with, you know, a team member or a client or something else. I have so much evidence that I can move through that challenge now that I know how to do it, but it doesn't mean that I don't still experience those fears. I've just got the tools and the resilience and the ability to move through them. And I know myself so well because business is the greatest personal development journey of our entire life. I know myself so well that I know how I can navigate that as, come, as it comes up. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. I think um, it's so nice to hear like you know, we've all created such amazing businesses, like six, multi-six and seven-figure businesses. And to know that we all experience that mm. same fear, but just shapes differently is, um, you know, I think it's just really powerful to know that so we can, you know, if we, if we were to start again or for anyone listening that's just starting, knowing like, okay, this is just a part of it. And as soon as you normalize it and hear and are around people that also experience that, you don't feel so isolated. And then you can just like move forwards instead of it letting you stop you in your tracks every time you go to do something you really care about. Hun GP. Yep. And now the self-belief queen, I feel like if anyone's <laughs> got something to say, it's Sass. What would you say to this? Yeah, absolutely what everyone has said. And shit, yes, I still experience this. And just to really pick up on what Ellie was saying, I think that it's a really compassionate way to treat yourself, to recognize 
that any of your fears and doubts and mindset challenges are entirely normal and don't wait for them to go away because they won't actually magically go away. Even when you have really epic levels of self-belief, that life is not magically free of self-doubt. I, I know it feels like a design flaw to me as well, but that's the truth is that you can't get to a place where you don't experience those fears. What is more um, useful, helpful, and, and allows you to keep moving is to find resources for yourself. Mm. So sometimes that's going to be about your beliefs and sometimes it's gonna be about your behaviors. And most of the time, it's going to be about seeing these challenges as an opportunity to really expand your self-concept. Like, who am I in this? So mm -hmm. to give you an example, I've had, um, as Ali was saying, we usually have experienced um, these fears and doubts and worries in the past. So when I was um, working as a you know, very ambitious corporateer for 15 years, um, I was a management consulting consultant in the financial district of London. So as much as you can imagine, a toxic alpha male um, atmosphere, just double that. And hello, welcome to my 30s. No wonder I drank. But what I found was I was able in that environment to blame my boss and the environment and everything for my overworking tendencies. So imagine my disappointment when I start working for myself and go through this process of retraining and having this midlife, mid-career shift. And oh, I'm doing exactly the same things. I'm overworking. I have this fundamental belief that to, to be more successful means more energy, more effort, more work on my part. So it will come in a different form. And the way to kind of interrupt those patterns is to really get to know yourself and make some better different choices, healthier choices. Usually we need someone to reflect that back to us. Um, if you're a coach, you know that that's where, the, that's where the real magic is, is having someone call you out on that stuff in a really compassionate way so that you do feel resourced. So the next time that comes around, you feel like, oh, okay, maybe there's a way that I can do both. Right, maybe there's a way I can be successful and not work so hard. Right, what would that, that look like? And then you start solving the right challenge, mm. right? Because we're always in danger when we're acting out of fear, we're always in danger of solving the wrong problem. This has really changed as my business has changed because um, now I'm in this place of. I'm not working as many hours in my business, but I have different challenges, right? I now have a team of coaches and, um, and other support folks. So how, how do I show up for them? What support do they need from me? It just, it shifts and changes, right? So there's no, there's kind of no escape from this stuff, like a business that's free of any kind of fear, worry or doubt, probably isn't one where you're doing very much. <laughs> So I would just like hold yourself with real compassion, um, recognize that there, there are very good, always 100% of the time, there are very good reasons why these patterns are showing up. The root causes of them are things that you can absolutely heal and you can make better different choices that will really support you and your business. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's 
so powerful to really hear the the underlying root of of where the fear is really coming from and um yeah just again normalizing it I think for me what I would say is something I learned a long time ago is that our brain is not wired for us to be happy it's wired for us to survive it's a survival brain and so knowing that anytime you do anything that is um, out of your comfort zone your brain just shoots off all of these alarms thinking you're under threat even though you know we're not like doing a post on social media is not the same as being chased by a tiger, but our brain doesn't know that. And so just normalizing that, oh, that's how our brain's wired, but we actually know that we're safe in this moment and going out and talking to human beings and sharing our passions is not going to, you know, put our life at risk, right? It's just because we really care about it um, and it's new and uncomfortable that these feelings come up would be you know something that's that's really supported me on my journey is actually just understanding that this isn't a me thing this is like a human brain thing and having these conversations hearing these conversations and being around people that talk about this kind of stuff very quickly normalizes this and I didn't have that in the very beginning so I thought that I was quite alone in this I actually thought there was something wrong with me and just to share a really quick story to kind of context this in case anyone relates I remember when I first started my business and this played on for probably the first year or so. Um, when I started to make money as a coach, as soon as the, the month wrapped up and a new month started, my fear would come straight back on the first of every month. I'd be like, oh, I'm starting at zero again. That success I just had isn't going to come here again. Like It's like my brain just did this full reset, forgot about all the previous success, and I was starting again because that's what I told my brain. Like The first of the month just like completely re like removes all prior things I've done. And I would start each month off in such a bad place. And like, sometimes it would take me two weeks to just get out of that funk every single month. And I just denied the success I created every month. And whilst I still generated results, that is not a sustainable or fun way to do business because even though I was reaping certain rewards, I wasn't giving myself any credit or any time to even enjoy it. And something that I um, learned from being around, you know, incredible women such as yourselves was actually to flip the script in my brain essentially and this is kind of how you know fear and, and my mindset challenges have evolved for me over time is now the fear still can come up but it's way more subtle so I don't experience it nearly as great as I did in the beginning but it's a lot more subtle and that's why being in these containers is great because you can have people that can see that from an outside perspective and call you out on it because it's a lot harder to catch where the root is if you don't have someone you know with their best interest like truly looking out for that for you um but what really supported me was just reframing these things so instead of seeing fear as this like scary uncomfortable thing I'm trying to run away from and avoid now I embrace it. it it shows me two things one it shows me that what I'm doing like I actually give a fuck about and it's actually important and that's why the fear is there if I was in my bedroom in my bed like eating ice cream I probably wouldn't be experiencing fear because it's like you know I'm not putting myself out there and doing big and bold things so the fear being there shows me I'm doing something I really really care about and um and the other thing is that where there's fear is often there's 
there's growth, right? Like if we're, if we're not growing, then we're not going to experience fear either. So that's really supported me to kind of just reframe what fear is. I would also offer to that. Um, so if I can jump in is, um, every time we as practitioners kind of make some, do some healing on ourselves, make some peace with what's, what feels really uncomfortable to us. It means that we can hold a greater space for our clients. Mm. Like a lot of the work that I do when I train coaches is we work a lot with the concept of entanglement, which um, for anyone who's in coaching supervision, you'll know it's when we get entangled with our clients. And if you have um, a worry or a fear of criticism, for example, if you're a practitioner and criticism is the thing that you work really bloody hard to avoid, when a client comes to you and they're like, I'm terrified of criticism, you're going to jump in the hole with them because neither of you are free of that fear to be able to support the client. So I just want everyone to listening to know every time you're willing to go into that discomfort and work on it and play with it and experiment with trying new things, you're doing yourself like the greatest service, but it is also growing you as a practitioner. Mm, Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, what I was saying before around reframing is like, so I used to like how it's evolved is like in the beginning of um, each month I would live in fear. And now I choose to celebrate the previous month for the first, you know, week or so, so that I'm, you know, I'm not dividing it essentially. And just like reframing it, I think is, has been super, super helpful for me. And also just knowing that usually when we're experiencing loads amounts of fear and doubt, it's usually right before an up level as well. And it's our brain just like trying to sabotage us and keep us right where we are because that's comfortable, right? So also like using that, like when you go through challenges, knowing that, yeah, like you were just saying, Sass, like it really supports you then to be able to help your clients at a much deeper level because you actually have experienced it and and you know you can empathize with them and support them at a much deeper level than you could if you just were always in your comfort zone and never experienced any problems. Like I don't know about any of you, but I do not relate to people that have no problems, right? Um, so I think it's it's so nice to hear and listen to coaches that are truly speaking their truth and being authentic and genuine and, and transparent in in the reality of what comes up. Everyone has problems. Really- I was just going to say everyone in the online space that you follow has problems. 100%. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and we're all coaches who have worked with many of those people. You know, mm-hmm. everyone that you see that you love has things that they're navigating. And so don't put anyone that you see on a pedestal because it's, a really great way to make yourself feel less than. And the best way to realize that is to put yourself in those containers because we we all see the highlight reels. We see each other's highlight reels on social media. And then we come into conversations like this and we realize, oh, there's another side to this. I'm normal. Everything is okay. (laughs) And that's the power of proximity. I would say every human. Like now now I look around and I think, wow, what are you, what are you dealing with? What's mm. happening right now? Um, you know, and I, in my coaching work, I've had the real joy and pleasure of working with people that are very well known, um, both in the online space and just in real life. I worked with one who would be considered a national treasure here in the UK. 
and and I just think oh this was such a beautiful experience for me to see just how completely human self-doubt is like Mm. it, it is it's just part of as you said so if it's part of our survival mechanism where you know our very human brain can't tell the difference between a physical threat and a psychological one so it responds and, in the same way to the tiger as it does to criticism and how cool would that i'm actually curious how that positively impacted your business after coaching someone that's quite well known in a particular space because i'm sure that really normalized for you that oh if they're super successful in whatever industry they're in and they experience fear then maybe i can create that same level or more success even though i experience these kind of feelings did that come up for you um do you know what what came up for me is every time i go to the movies now i'm like what's happening with that person (laughs) because so, yeah they weren't they weren't in the business space but um but yeah it's it's fascinating to me to see just how normal and everyday our own worries and fears and doubts are yeah and I think normalizing it is the best way to move through it I think if you feel like it's not normal that's where you get really stuck and again I think that's why it goes back to the importance of these conversations and and surrounding yourself with people that are, are willing to share with you the other side yeah and our fear will grow when we're alone right when we're Mm. we're alone we feel like we're alone in it yeah Um, because you're just in your head yeah exactly and and that's often not the best place to hang out when you're not feeling great Mm. yeah I can resonate so just to start to wrap things up, I would love to know just in general, what do you credit your six and seven figure, you know, success to? We'll go, we'll start with you, Niv. Look, I'd love to say there's one magic bullet that just like changed of the course. directory of my business <laughs> and life. And there wasn't, but I think there are there are three, three key things that I, I think are really, really clear for me anyway. One is, and I think we've spoken about this so much already, is finding a strategy that works and sticking with it finding the thing that works for you because there are a million of them out there and all of them can work if it works for you right so I think just nailing your thing and working it and working it and working it until it works has been so important to my business secondly is I mean for me it's systems and of course I have to say this because this is the world I live in I am a systems-minded person but having the structure and the systems in place to make business scalable to make business easier to make it not so reliant on me being the one who does need to show up every day in order to move the business forward is such a huge part of scaling, particularly once you start to hit that six figure and looking to go further. Those systems are so instrumental in being able to continue to grow. But if I had to pick like one one thing, it's it's going to be mindset. And for me, I know looking back, I'm I'm a pretty confident person. I've always been very confident in this business, but that's not to say there hasn't been fears. And I remember in 2020, so right when COVID hit, we're in the middle of lockdowns. And I remember turning to my partner who is incredibly supportive of the business, but saying to him, I want to end all my corporate contracts and we're going all in on this business and a slightly new business model. And him looking at me like I was batshit insane because you know, there were layoffs happening everywhere. We were in lockdown. Nobody knew what the world was going to look like. And I was like, let's take the thing we know and throw it away. <laughs> let's do the thing that's really uncomfortable and scary and different. But I wanted to do that. And I knew I needed to do that. And I knew my mindset was it's going to work. 
it's mm-hmm. going to work and I'm going to make it work. And that was the thing. Like I know very clearly 2020 was a huge tipping point for the business. And so again, like always coming back to doing the uncomfortable work that is dealing with your mindset, doing the uncomfortable work that is diving into those stories and dealing with your bullshit is going to be the thing that's going to set you up for success. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that because I think like we can let external factors, whether that's 2020, we all know what happened there or other people's opinions like totally dictate our results or we can have that belief. And I think that's why your overarching thing around mindset is so key because if you believe it's going to work, how differently do you show up as opposed to thinking, well, it's not going to work. Then of course, you're not going to go all in. You're not going to burn those votes eventually. And you're not going to take that massive action because you don't fully believe in the potential of it. So I think that that is so key. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Taryn, what would you say? I think uh, to back on to what Navek said there about I'm a big believer that there's no one right way to do business. I've seen a lot of examples of all different business models that can work. And so it's about picking one that works for you um, and sticking to that and just really that consistency there of doing that again and again and again. Um, And in the online space, it's very noisy and there's lots of people that you follow and it's easy to get caught up with, or, you know, that person's doing that or this person's using that strategy. Maybe I should do that too. And so putting those blinkers on and kind of muting those people, finding what works for you and just doing that again and again and again. The other thing for me is really just embracing like my unique blend of magic. So I love Harry Potter. I'm obsessed with dogs. I'm a massive introvert and I show up and share that uh, all the time, every single day. And people love me for that. And I've built a business and a brand that stands out in a noisy online space because I've really said, well, this is what I want to do. This is my strategy. This is who I am. And just going all in and doing that consistently, um, I think has been super helpful for me to do that. Um, And, you know, because I've mentioned this for all of my answers, why not make it three from three and just say investing in myself. Um, I know that it can feel stretchy and scary and you might thinking, I'll just wait until I've got more clients or I'll wait until I'm ready. My favorite word, (laughs) waiting, (laughs) waiting until I'm ready. I think we all hate that word, waiting until you're ready. (laughs) Because it it doesn't exist, right? And I can say that I've, whenever I've invested in myself, especially, you know, day one, when I have like one client and it's not going to pay for my business coach, like how am I going to do this? But, (laughs) you know, feeling that fear and doing it anyway, and just backing myself. um, And I can say that I've never, I've never ever regretted investing in myself. And it's always helped me get to those different levels and have that success um, because I'm willing, I'm willing to do that. Are you ready to create aligned, scalable results in your coaching business? If so, I'd love to work with you. I support my clients through my signature programs, Rise to Coach, which is for new coaches wanting to sign their first clients, and then the Rising Coaches Mastermind to scale to consistent 10K months. I'm currently offering free 30-minute clarity calls where I'll help you build a three-step roadmap depending on where you're starting at. 
Book yours now at sophiarosebernardi.com slash chat. Mm, I love that so much. And I want you to know, I use you as an example to my clients all the time of what it looks like to really embrace all parts of yourself and share that. Like you don't have to be like this perfect person that doesn't share that you have hobbies and a personality and like you really showcase like all, all parts of you and, and all your interests. And like you said, you've built a brand around that and it makes you stand out. And how cool is it that you don't have to be someone else or show up in a certain way? Like, it's not like only extroverts can be successful, or only professional people that wear a suit can be successful. Like you can literally, we can just all be our truer self. And sometimes I actually think that is the key to success is like the more you embrace every single part of you, like the ups, the downs, everything in between, um, the quicker you're going to rise to success. And we're all shining examples of that. So thank you for sharing. Ellie. I co-sign that hundred percent agree. <laughs> you know, when I get asked this question, normally the way that I answer it is I, I share that it's choosing one strategy really anchoring into a CEO mindset and focusing on your marketing. That is the key and has been the key for me. But I actually want to answer this question differently right now, because I think that there's a conversation that needs to be had more at the moment. And that is that building a business requires tenacity, grit, and commitment. Mm. And in the online space, you know, we, we swing in the online space. So for anyone who is, is a coach is in the online space in any way, you'll see over time that different trends come about and they swing from everything from, you know, money mindset, sass, you would have seen so many over the years, right? Like wealth and money mindset. Totally. Like that's, you know, really huge thing and literally done a full circle. We've had full bro marketing strategy as the thing for a really long time. Then we've gone through a big season of energetic. (laughs) Exactly. We've gone through, you know, everything being about pleasure over the last couple of years. And like, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. They're all amazing. You know, I, I certainly coach many people to, to work within all of those different nuances and industries, but what is, is really common in the online space right now. And I put my hand up and say that there are definitely times where I also would have been part of this conversation is the conversation around business and ease. Mm. And so here's what I want every single person that's listening to know about business and ease. Business does get to be easeful, but it happens as a result of doing the work. When you are in the first couple of years of your business, you will work your ass off. You will work hard, but it's likely not going to feel like hard work because you love it. So the, the businesses that succeed, the reason my business has succeeded, the reason I look at all of you and know that you will continue to be successful is because you're so mission-driven in your work. You came into this work for a reason that wasn't actually about you and also wasn't actually about making money. That's just a really epic byproduct. Mm. But your intention was to come in and do great work and to change lives and to support people. And because of that, you've created all of this success. But also because of that, you were so jazzed and wide and excited to go the extra mile. You were okay doing that late night, you know, for some of you after the kids went to bed, or you were okay waking up at 4am that morning when you were so excited to see the client at 5am because that's the only time they could do and you just started. And of course, you're going to say yes to that when it's your first client. You know, like 
all of those things are what make you become an incredible, incredible business owner. And so knowing that those first couple of years of business will require a lot of you. It requires conversations with people in your household about where your priorities lie for the short term. It requires asking from your partner, your friends, your loved ones to show up for you in a whole new way. It requires getting the support that we've that we've spoken about, you know, so much over the last hour. And so that tenacity, that grit is, is everything when you're building a business. And so when you hear people like me who are four years into their business, say that business feels easeful, know that I'm speaking that as absolute truth, but also know that I've worked my butt off to make this my reality. And there's different seasons of business. And so, you know, we, we all talk about that so much, you know, we're, we're all in seasons where things are more easeful, right? You know, they're more easeful than they've been in previous years. And that's because we've set up systems, we've created processes, we've added in people to support us in our team. But when it was just us starting out, it was us and our energy. And we built those, that infrastructure and those extra things into place. And I'm, I'm so done with seeing incredible, gifted, brilliant humans with big missions come in and be misguided in the information that's out there that almost says like, you don't, you don't really need to work that hard or you can just magnetize it to you. That is a hundred percent part of the process, but you've got to work. You've got to work for it. You word for word took what I was going to say. Like, I cannot agree with you more. Like, <laughs> I use those words as well, like business feeling abundant and easeful and, and enjoyable. But that comes exactly as you said, because of the hard, consistent, massive action taking, you know, mm-hmm. courageous action taking work. Like, and I find it really interesting when when people ask things like, you know, how much work would you recommend putting into this? every week and it's like well how badly do you want this and like if you truly loved it it's not going to feel like work sure it will require time it will require lots and lots of hard moments and and moments where you question everything and you cry yourself to sleep and all of those sorts of things but like if you really really wanted this like you wouldn't be asking like you know the, the focus wouldn't be so much on how much time do I need to invest and it's like how can I just like you know, make this work and you just, you find a way. Right. And I think, you know, I love those, those words of ease and abundance and things. And I'm like you, I say that as well, but it's as a result of choosing a strategy that aligns with you. So not doing something because someone else is making six figures in it or seven figures in it, but it doesn't feel good for you. Like actually taking massive action on something that aligns with you. And when it aligns, it will not feel like work. It'll just be like complete, passion and drive that is yeah is driving your your every movement so so thank you thank you for saying that because like it's so easy to like compare in the online space of people doing millions that like only work x amount of hours per week or you know like are on holidays 24 7 and all of that but what you don't see is like all the back-end stuff that's happened in order to get to that place. Like when I first started my business, you know, I was working five jobs, like 60 hours a week. And I just had to say no to catching up with friends on weekends. I had to get up at four in the morning. I had to stay up till midnight. And it was something I was so willing to do because this is how badly I wanted it. And it's only now that I can sit and say, I've got an empty calendar all week and, you know, it, you know, and all of those sorts of things, but that is absolutely as a result of 
yeah, working my butt off, like you said. So I think it's so important to hear that from, from people. So people really know like what it actually takes to create this laptop lifestyle business. Totally. And, and just to speak to the, the working your butt off, like my, you know, 10 hour days at the start involved conversations with amazing women dancing around doing admin and creating content to, you know, Beyonce half naked in my office and going for a swim on my lunch break. You know, it was still like pure and utter joy. Mm. And we, we hear this word work and we have a conditioned association with the word and we feel almost repelled by that, but actually work gets to be great. Like you chose this work. It gets to be joyful, change the word. If the word doesn't serve you. That's so true. I feel like there is this conditioning and like, it's like, I I sometimes get scared actually to say the word work as if like, yeah, it's this negative thing when actually like, I don't know, I think passion is more of an accurate word, like, you know, or it's like a drive really when you have a, a why that's bigger than you backed behind that. So before I work with any client, I always ask them why they want to be a coach, because if it's because they want to like make some extra money on the side, like if money's the driving force or because it looks cool on social media, like I am not sold by that. Like it needs to be backed by something so much greater, like truly wanting to make a difference. Because if you're focused on serving other people, like humans are, are, you know, wired to like to give more to others than we'd ever do to ourselves and I think that's you know when you have that why of like wanting to really help others you will go above and beyond and if you want an example of that like look at every mum ever they will drop everything for their child and and just you know it doesn't matter how tired they are how hungry they are they will find a way to like serve the person they love the most and so if you have that kind of drive in your own business like you won't let fear stop you consistently you won't let the doubt you won't let all of these external factors like there's a recession coming or there is a pandemic like you will find a way like if you look in the pandemic obviously it's a little bit unfortunate dependent on your you know um, the business model you have but especially for like the online business owners I feel like you know some suffered in that time and some thrives and I think a lot of that is dependent on like the mindset behind the person like not letting those external things you know um take over 100% that's what would you say I guess just a couple of things I want to add is like a belief that has really really served me over the last couple of years which have been um the most successful in in terms of just financial and creative and intellectual like rewards for me it's no coincidence I think that I've been working with Ali for that long because I was quite late to getting support I'm a I'm a slow learner (laughs) but the belief that's that's really supported me is um whatever happens I've got my own back Mm. and I mean that in the full spectrum of that I initially, my response to the pandemic was, um, oh, this this is the apocalypse that's going to happen in my lifetime. Like I literally thought, are we all going to be like community gardeners trying to feed the population? <laughs> like it, I genuinely thought that could happen, right? We don't, we don't, for some of us, um, we grew up with parents or grandparents who very much remember what the that was the life of people or two, right? Everyone 
dug for victory and became gardeners and ambulance drivers and all of that shit. And we had a horrific experience of that in the UK. So um, I was in this place of, okay, what if that happens? What if I lose my business identity? And I found that actually quite quickly, I was all right with that. Mm. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to use that as a weapon to beat myself because I'm a coach. So I'm going to be a coach if I'm pulling carrots out of the ground, stacking supermarket shelves, or if I am running a really successful seven-figure business, that's still going to be me. I'm still going to have my own back, no matter what. And it's like finding evidence to support myself with that belief it feels like a lifelong mission, but it has proven to be a really like beautiful relationship that I've developed with my kind of work identity, right? Whatever happens, I'm going to have my own back. And I think, you know, listening to you all talk about, you know, those early years, I remember that as feeling like my whole body was fizzing. I was working a full like 45 to 50 hour week as a consultant in the city and then I was catching the tube home and I was working as a coach in the evenings and I think Mm. I had about four clients to start with and I remember thinking I could start a wait list right and I it was like miraculous to me these people want to work with me um and then I thought I've got to figure out why coaching works because I'd done some initial training and it just felt so magical to me so I enrolled in a master's degree on top of that. So now I've got a full-time job, an evening job, and in the weekends, I'm driving to Oxford to do my you know, graduate studies. The, I remember those two years of just feeling like my whole self was on fire. Like I did not have a scooby-doo clue of what was going to happen, how I was going to make it work. But I was like, this is the best freaking thing I've ever done. I was, yeah, I just remember driving in my car to these different locations to fulfill my obligations and thinking, shit, yes, I'm a coach. Like really trying to own it for myself. It was fabulous. And of course, you know, my overworking tendencies got the better of me. So all of that came to a bit of a crashing halt when I found myself a few years later delivering, you know, I had six different programs, a workshop that kept selling out that I was delivering live and I just travel around the country on weekends. Um, I had a wait list of over 300 people and I was burnt out and I was like, oh wait, that's not why I got into this. And so like this idea of finding success and creating a version of success on your own terms, that's going to change depending on where you're at and how long you've been at this and what you're you know what you're doing what your aims and goals are some of my like close coach friends who've been doing this work for years and years and years have a one-to-one coaching model they bring in 60 to 70k a year they are blissfully happy doing the work they love their ambition was to create that that sense of purpose in their in their world I have other friends who, you know, have, you know, just they're on a mission of growth. They're like, I'm so, you know, driven to help as many people as I can. And I'm like, yeah, I'm somewhere in between. You know, I kind of, I want to be able to afford the good cheese at a cleaner. Um, But I also, you know, the idea of making lots and lots of money 
doesn't hold as much um, joy and excitement for me as time freedom does. Like that mm. to me just feels glorious. So all to say, I guess, what I've learned is that the early years can be so like overwhelmingly busy and hard work and it can be so freaking fun. I look back on those years and just think, man, that was cool. Like it's, you know, like so much fun. Like I learned so much. And now I'm really enjoying this season where I'm not doing as much, but, you know, I'm getting to bring my own coaching concepts, my own research into the world as a methodology. Like that to me has been just so stimulating and it's incredibly exciting. So all to say, you get to create what you want to do. And so many of us have been particularly, you know, I'm Gen E, so I was born in the 70s. We, this job was not on the, you know, the choice list for my guidance counsellor, right? So we are creating this, we're making this shit up as we go along, and we get to do that on our own terms. And what I know about self-doubt is that, yes, it is always connected to our own interpretations of difficult experiences that we've had through our lives. But it's also reinforced by a world that doesn't really know what to do with successful women, with financially independent women, with women who are, have incredibly strong boundaries and you know a really well-developed sense of who they are. And for me, it's like that we are building this little army, which is growing and growing and growing, of women who are creating wealth and abundance and whatever that success looks like for you on our own terms. Mm. I, for me, it's like, that's the mission, right? I want to be part of a world where women rise to the top, where we don't just have a seat at the table, we build the table. Mm -hmm. right? All of that just feels incredibly important to me. And yes, the systems need to change. But we as individuals, when we heal our self-doubt and we create businesses and work, show up to our work in whatever form that looks like, when we raise our kids to have a really solid sense of self, that's the world I want to live in. I, that's what I'm contributing to. And it's like, if I get to make some cash and have some good cheese on the side, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you. That's such a nice place to wrap up. And I just want to thank you all so much for the time and the energy and the expertise that's been shared um, across today, because I know this is going to help so many people at any stage of business, to be honest, but in particular to those just starting out when it's all just feeling a little bit much. Um, I just wanted to go around one last time. If you just got one sentence to say, like if you could give any piece of advice or tip or practice you've got, what's one thing you would say? Does anyone have anything they want to add in? That's the hardest question you've asked the whole, whole one sentence. One sentence. Fine. It's, you can say two if you want. <laughs> I'm just I'm just teasing you. You've yeah. been host extraordinaire. So good. I've just been admiring your hosting skills this whole time. So good. So good. Go, Niv. <laughs> totally put me on the spot. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. In case you haven't noticed, we're not great at condensing things into one sentence. Yeah. No. <laughs> In all honesty, I think, you know, just having listened to, to all of you talk and certainly the things I know from my experiences and the clients I've worked with, I want to reiterate that getting support mm. is a game changer in business. 
like I cannot state that enough and that I don't want that to sound like it's coming from a place of being really self-serving as a group of coaches who support women in business but it it really is so important to being able to grow and not get caught up in all of our own stories and all of our own weight and emotion that we bring to building businesses so yeah if there's one piece of advice it is do not wait to bring in support love that so much thank you Taryn do you have anything you want to add to wrap things up uh I would say to really just embrace who you are and to Mm -hmm. share that uh you know your authentic self online um to really do that and also I might add just when in doubt get a dog because dogs (laughs) are the best and it's a great marketing strategy as well so that's my, my belief. 100% agree. 100% agree. My story views went up when I got Olive. That's my next strategy. Get a dog. Yeah, I said that to Soph. I was like, this is this is the marketing strategy of 2022. <laughs> Your dog's got to have just the right level of cuteness and kind of sadness in his eyes. Yeah. That's the trick for me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Ellie, what would you say to wrap things up? Do you know what? Trust yourself and trust your mentors. So... Mm-hmm. Trust yourself, like be really trusting of you. And then from that place of self-trust, you're going to choose your army. You're going to choose your peeps. You're going to choose your mentors. And when you trust yourself, that is then reflected and mirrored in you trusting your mentors that you bring in on your, or your team as well that you bring in. And when that trust is bouncing off one another, you're going to create something really, really incredible. It's going to be an echo chamber of a whole lot of, growth and opportunity and possibility. And that's what you need when you're building a business like this. I love that. Thank you so much. And Sass, do you have one tip for everyone before we wrap up? I think just keep showing up. Like don't doubt that your work isn't needed. It's so needed. Like, yes, there are millions and millions and millions of people who are figuring shit out that you already know the answer to. Like keep showing up. And, yeah. you know, don't worry about getting too fancy. Just help people. Believe yeah. in believe in yourself. Believe in your own work. You, you know, just what Ali said about, you know, trusting yourself and trusting mm. that you'll find both the people to support you and the right clients. You can trust your clients too. I, I mean, for me, I just think my clients are so freaking smart. They know exactly when to say yes for them. So I have no, like worries about showing up and telling them a hundred different times I've got this thing for you do you want to buy it because Mm. I trust them to make good decisions for them I love that so much I think the last thing I would say it's so simple it's just never give up like if you have a passion a goal a desire a mission whatever you want to call it like if you have that in you like to even have that thought or desire means it's so possible for you so just never give up on the thing that you can't go a day without thinking about and if you just never give up it will eventually in your own divine timing especially it's fast-tracked with the right approach the right mindset the right support um, but it will eventually come to fruition so just never give up and then you will get there Thank you so much, everyone. It's been the best episode ever. I'm so grateful for all of you. And um, I'll leave all the information in the show notes so everyone can go check out all of you incredible women, see your offers, see your social media links. And yeah, just thank you so much for being here. Thank you all. So good. So good. So good. 
Inspired by this episode, let's build your coaching business to 10K months plus create more impact and abundance than you ever knew possible. Book a free 30-minute clarity call with me now at sophiaroseberardi.com slash chat.